A good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now, please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. We are going live today, uh, streaming live on Facebook. And yes, folks, we're going to be talking about, guess what, marketing. Guess what? Part of marketing is we're actually going to cover a pretty interesting topic. We're actually going to go the opposite way though today. And uh, I want to cover the complete opposite of what everyone else is talking about because that's what I like to do. And we're going to talk about how to convert online leads, but without automation. I'm talking about no autoresponders, no text messaging, none of this other super duper crazy tech stuff that 95% of you guys have no idea what it means anyway. So we're going to go old school today. And we're joined by the CEO of Rockerbox, who has done over 2 million different inbound leads. And uh, they do own an ISA company, but I wanted to bring somebody onto the show that is doing this old school, that is actually having human-to-human conversations. All right. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Mr. Josh Cunningham. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. You got it. You got it. We love uh, having this on, Josh. Please go ahead. I'm sure some of our listeners know whom you guys are, but for those that don't, please go ahead and give us a quick intro. Yeah, appreciate the intro, Mike. Uh, like you said, my name is Josh Cunningham. I'm the founder and CEO here at Rockerbox. I kind of got deep into the real estate game back in 2011. I was traveling the country side by side with some top agents, learning not only what made them successful, but also what made them struggle. And uh, as you can imagine, back in 2011, you know, the internet lead gen game was still pretty new. There was still just a couple pioneers at the front of the game at that time. But what a lot of people don't realize is back at that point in time, there was actually less registration than there were the number of homes that were sold. So that's about between four and five million homes each year. But what happened over the course of the next couple of years is that exploded. Uh, lots of people started playing follow the leader, copying off of Boomtown and Tiger Leads and all the different CRMs and you know different syndicated sites, Zillow and Trulia started to explode. So the world that we live in now, we have you know hundreds of millions of internet leads that are sold to realtors. And so while that was all happening, again, I saw an opportunity working with a couple different agents very closely to help them solve their internet lead conversion problems by putting real live human beings uh, in place on their team uh, to actually call all the leads, to sift through all those hundreds of millions of leads to find the actual motivated buyers and sellers. And so that's why we call ourselves Rockerbox. Our Rockerbox is no gold mining tool. Uh, used in the 19th century to separate all the sand and the gravel from those little bitty flakes of gold. And so our services are obviously very analogous to that. We're a real estate service now, and we're based right here in College Station, Texas. And uh, that's right across the street from Texas A&M University. So a very prestigious university, and that's where our talent pool lies. And so we essentially hire and train young professionals from Texas A&M to call on behalf of our clients all across the country and convert their leads at the highest level. So that's kind of our elevator pitch or story there in a nutshell. I want to tell a story, and this is my opinion on it. It's about buying a car, but it's very similar to what's happening in the real estate space. So last December, I had to get a new car, right? So I go out there and I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy it to go find an SUV because I need the third row because my family's growing. I need to put the freaking stroller somewhere, whatever. So I opt into an online site, right? And it's a car site, probably like a CarMax type thing. But 
what it was, it was a lead gen. It was Zillow for cars. Okay. So I opt into the site, I go in and then within three minutes, I'm getting cold called by like car salesman, right? First guy's like, hey, you look really good driving this car, a bunch of cheesy, cheese, cheese, cheese. And it was super annoying because they didn't, they didn't leave me alone for about seven days or eight days. Uh, I think some guys even started calling like three weeks out and about. However, the one that I did end up working with was a, um, the guy who texted me first versus the call. And the reason why I liked him more, I guess, sort of looking back at it was just that it felt more human because everyone else was reading off of a script. Mm -hmm. And it was obvious. I teach this. So it's like, I know when you're reading off a script, dude, I can hear the fucking boiler room in the background and everyone on the phones. It's crazy. So question is, I feel like five to six years ago, people who opted in online were like, oh my God, someone actually called me back right away. That's amazing. But nowadays, it's almost almost becoming a little bit of annoyance because so many salespeople are calling you back. So my question is, what do you think on the consumer experience for online lead gen? And I could be totally, totally wrong on it. But what this leads to is automation starts to have people start getting inauthentic emails and all this other stuff, and it doesn't feel real. So are you guys seeing a decrease without humanization in the sales process? I think that a human factor is the key to conversion. So when we're talking about like, you know, and the thing that I didn't like in my experience was the, was the scripting. It was inauthentic. So my question is, is do you feel that people nowadays and consumers are sort of second guess opting into anything because they all know they're going to get bombarded by a bunch of salespeople. That's my first question. Let's answer that. And I'll go to the next part. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, when so you're talking about opting, you're definitely talking about a small sliver of the market. It's essentially what it takes to get one closed deal off of a stranger on the internet. It takes roughly about a thousand visitors that Google, you know, maybe some keywords to your local area. Obviously there's going to be a bunch of search results that pop up. People are likely to click on the top uh, one or two links, which is normally a Google AdWord driven site, uh, which costs someone some money. And that click is going to drive someone to some traffic to a Boomtown or a Commission Zinc landing page, which normally the site's going to give them, you know, an opportunity to browse two or three or four photos or properties. And then the squeeze comes. And at that point in time, the website prompts them to create a free registration, which of course, and we've been doing this for about six years. We've worked uh, hundreds of different accounts from coast to coast. Uh, your visit to lead opt-in ratio, yeah, that's changed over time. And again, it depends on, on different markets. Obviously, we know that the Midwest does not behave the same as Southern California or the Northeast. So different parts of the country will have different opt-in, lead to opt-in ratios. I guess you could say that might be built off trust, or maybe that's, uh, maybe that's some parts of the country evolving faster than others. Uh, is the Midwest further behind? Is it? Oh, I mean, there are certain areas of the country that, you know, people would argue are a little bit more further behind other areas. I mean, believe it or not, there are still blockbuster videos that still exist out there on planet Earth. I mean, there are places in the United States that can't get streaming Internet service fast enough. So you still got to drive down to the DVD store and pick up a DVD that still does exist in some places in the country. So, again, coast to coast, the visit to lead opt in ratios. Yes, those do fluctuate. But what we've seen over the last six years, that's roughly about 10 percent. Right. So the thousand turns into a hundred. So 900 people say, no, thank you. And the 100, then at that point, what we've studied and learned here at Rockerbox, that's sort of the at bats that we are given is the registration, which is just someone who simply said, yes, I want to look at pictures of names or pictures of, uh, of homes on the internet. 
And then through our process, which we have a very rigorous scrubbing process of phone calls, text messages, and emails, we identify, again, it's about another 10% churn. So that 100 turns into about 10. And then to share a little bit more deeper dive on some data, the 10 that we identified, we find out that about 74% of those came from a phone call. 25% of them came from a text message, leaving only 1% for email. So that's that's our conversion here at Rockerbox. And that's just through a slew of calls and text messages and emails, consistent process through millions of leads over the last six years. So you're looking at a roughly about a 10% conversion. But within that 10% conversion, most of it was over the phone. So then again, the thousand turns into a hundred. Now Rockerbox scrubs them, we turn them into 10. And so now you actually have 10 people that said, yeah, sure, I want to buy a home and I'm not committed to an agent. But as we all know, that doesn't always turn into a closed deal because some people may not qualify. They might be looking for some dream, some house that only exists in a hallucination. You know, whatever the case might be, the 10, what we notice that the best teams can convert from that 10 that we hand over to them, it's one to three. It's one to three closed deals. So that's, that's the tough name of the game in the internet world is yes, you're dealing with a percentage of a percentage of a percentage of a percentage of the market. But as we all know, in the real estate game, those commission checks are pretty hefty. It makes it all worth our while. Makes sense. Um, at least for right now, they are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So that's very interesting. That's cool. And that was very well said and well put. Now, what do you think is the key? Because uh, let's be honest, a lot of people don't want to do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why a company like mine exists, a company like yours exists, because we do it all for them. But the purpose is, is like, you know, and, but at the same time, not every real estate agent is great at being on the phone. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll give you another story is, uh, when I had my brokerage, I hired this one kid and this kid walks into my office, reeks like cigarettes, wearing sweatpants. I'm like, this guy's not going to freaking make anything. All right. This kid ended up being the best salesman in the whole office right now. He's a top producer in Chicago. And he used to be a dating coach. He used to pick, he used to teach guys how to pick up chicks in the bar. Mm-hmm. And that type of skills. So I'm like, how are you converting all these leads off of Zillow? He did. He just call him up, and he was just a conversion machine. And he goes, Mike, I talk about their dog for 20 minutes before I even mention the word real estate. He's a conversationalist, in other words. People just love him. Mm-hmm. So, what's the most important thing that you're seeing? You know, on your end, like, what's the most important thing for someone to call back? Like, I obviously speed to the lead, but let's walk through that process because I think this is a very important for people to understand. Because you don't get to that one to three closed deals unless you start doing everything perfection-ish. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a great question, man. And um, you know, entrepreneur to entrepreneur, as a growing business, the only the only hope for a growing business is that you can create scalability, and the only way that you create scalability is through systems and predictability, right? So we love all those anecdotal experiences about this person that has these things about them. But what we always try to do is microscopically analyze. What are those things? Can we duplicate those? Can we teach those? Can we train other people to do those? So for us, it was really the first challenge we ever had from day one of could this business even be realistic because I was going to be making phone calls. That's how I started the business. I myself picked up the phone, started making phone calls as an ISA for one of my best friends out in Utah. But I knew nothing about the market in Utah, nothing at all. And I'm like, well, how am I going to do this? You know, essentially the phone conversation 
conversation is, do you want to buy a home? But that's obviously not a great phone conversation. So how am I actually going to get into conversation with someone with no local market knowledge? Or if I'm going to start hiring and training college students to do this, how am I going to get them to carry on a conversation when they've never bought or sold a home? Nor do I intend on getting them licensed and having them buying and selling homes. So the scalability factor there, the key for us was that most of our first beta testing clients were all like, oh, are you going to tell everybody on the phone how great I am? Are you going to tell everybody on the phone, you know, all these insightful things about the market? Or are you going to tell everybody on the phone, you know, how many homes I sold last year? The, the answer is absolutely not, right? It's the exact opposite. <laughs> I love it. It's the exact opposite of that, right? The conversation needs to be about them, right? What's everybody's favorite radio station? W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me, right? So when you call someone because they came to your home to register for pictures, to look at pictures of the homes, and you're interrupting their day to have a conversation with them to see how you can be of service to them, see how you can be of service to them by actually talking to them about them instead of yourself. So our conversation, that's the reason why we've been able to build and scale a, a company that can call anybody from Indiana to you know, DC and pick up the phone and have a great conversation because our conversation is about that person. It's about their needs. It's about their wants. It's about their motivation, the number of bedrooms, the number of bathrooms, the price range, you know, their commitment level to agents, their, their um, ability to pay or, or relationships with lenders. So our conversation is all about them. It's mostly question-based. If you're going to transcribe the conversation, lots of question marks in there. And that's how, again, a lot of people love to talk about themselves. So you establish a really good connection because the other person's talking about themselves the whole time. And you're perceived as a great listener because you actually ask questions and shut up and listen to understand and not just go through a checklist of like a, a, a rudimentary script. You know, it's an actual conversation. Yes, there are some bullet pointed things that we want to find out, but it's not like an interrogation over the phone. You know, it's, it's an actual conversation about that person. And that's what makes it warm. And that's what makes it friendly. And that's why we can position ourselves as, you know, the assistant on the team. And then as soon as someone's ready to rock and roll, we just pass them on to the next expert. Now, what are you guys seeing in terms of, let's talk about the speed to the lead and all of that. There's a lot of data out on this. I'm curious to see what you guys have, because that's a big question. Um, a lot of times, I'm, I mean, it's like we need automation to create the speed to the lead, but I also agree with what you're saying, because I'm always about old school, right? Like, let's shake hands. Let's see. Even when I do Zoom calls, I like doing video just so I can see who I'm talking to, right? I don't mm -hmm. like turning the camera off. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's old school, right? Old school belly to belly sales. Let's shake hands. Let's go have a beer. Let's go break bread. What, what are you seeing? Like, what's, what's the first line that is saying? Like, is there, what, what is getting that attention? Because I, I think it's like dating. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to compliment people immediately on the phone, especially if they had an accent. It's a perfect example. I remember one client, she's still a friend, actually. We sold them like two buildings for like 800,000 bucks. But how I met them was interesting because she called and she had the cutest Irish accent in the world. And I'm like, I love your accent. Are you from Ireland? And then she was just done after that. Mm -hmm. That opened up the whole conversation. And that's how, I, after that day, I started always looking to compliment someone. And I look at it as like dating. I'm trying to impress them and I want to just, you know, get them to stop. Oh, did he just say that? And I'm like, oh yeah, blah, blah. And I tell a joke. You know, what's the most important impression to make in that first five seconds? And then 
how fast do you got to make that call? Really good question. You know, from a, from a specific, like what actually needs to happen on the phone, obviously you have to establish yourself as someone trustworthy and an authority figure and someone actually knows what's going on. You know, the fumbling and the bumbling and the ums and the stuff like that, like that's out of the question. What we do to get our trainers up to par is we actually have 20 hours of one-on-one training with one of our coaches before they ever even make it under our on our floor here, which can be kind of an intimidating environment when you're making calls amongst a lot of very experienced callers. So yeah, as far as what actually needs to be accomplished right there at the very beginning, that's, you know, some of, some of the fundamentals of just phone prospecting, but more bigger picture is really about, I think the secret sauce that we've, that we've conquered here and being able to reproduce is it's really the meaning behind the work. Because um, as you know, calling a bunch of people because they've registered to search for pictures of homes on the internet all day long is not the most fun and exciting work. And no matter what tip or trick or give them a compliment or have an upswing or a downswing or you say your voice this way, no matter how many books you read on prospecting, people on the phones are still dicks, right? You're still going to run into a lot of people that aren't nice to you. So it's less about how do you make that one person a, a magical, gifted and bowed deal out of, out of nothing, but it's more about the mindset and the attitude that you carry throughout your entire shift. Because the reality of the situation, again, the reason why we always like to come back to the analogy of our name is, is rocker box. You know, we actually have a picture of a guy out in, you know, an old school rocker box in the 19th century out in the dirt and there's no AC and it's hot and it's sweaty and it looks like crappy, awful work. Just to remind people again, like the most of the reason why we achieve success is because the amount of failure that we can overcome, uh, the amount of rejection that we can overcome. And so for us, our company, you know, we, we build a lot of culture around moving people forward. It's obvious that we move people forward in the sales pipeline. It's obvious that we help move people forward in their real estate career. But what's really exciting for us here in our world headquarters and college station is we actually get to see our team members, our family move forward in their career. Um, we get to see them develop skills and develop experiences and to walk the stage with multiple job offers and tons of internship opportunities and know that they're growing as an individual because of the work that they're doing here. So I think it's it's more bigger picture. Um, we've been able to make the work fun and meaningful and fruitful. And we do that through huddles. We do that through masterminds. We do it through competitions. We have gongs that we ring. It's a very fun, competitive work environment. And I feel like it's just that bigger picture that makes the work meaningful because every single call is not going to be the nice lady from Scotland that you said, Hey, you must be from Scotland and you had in your BFS forever. You know, 90% of the calls aren't that much fun. Do you guys have a breakdown on like what percentage of people are like just angry when you call back? Um, <laughs> you know, when I first started the business, I was trying to obviously create a fun work environment. And so one of the first things I did was I created a little cork board and it was like funniest registrations because like, yeah. people register with the silliest stuff. And it was an idea for about a day. And then after about that half a day, it wound up just being a, a, a board full of a bunch of profanities and curse words. And so I was like, all right, that's, that's not a very good idea. So that was just registration. And so, yeah, we only tracked silly registrations for maybe a half a day until we realized that was pretty profane and inappropriate for the office. So, but no, other than that, I mean, you're right. People are, are uh, can be upset from time to time. But uh, one of the phrases that I always say is it's only as big of a deal as you make it. 
Uh, and we always have to understand as well that, you know, when you're on the phone, you know, you're transporting into somebody's day. You know, you never know what's going on in their world yeah. where they just receive some great news or some bad news. But, uh, you know, we're all humans. We all have crap in our lives. We all have frustrations and sometimes we take it out on the wrong people. And so, you know, we always say that no matter what happens on that side of the phone, we never allow the negativity to come back inside of our office. You're right. Cause I get cold called all the time. It's usually like political people or I was a student loan cold call. I'm like, dude, I don't have student loans. Why are you calling me? <laughs> if I'm really busy at that moment, like if I'm in the middle of summer, say I'm with my kid or something and I'm just in the wrong mood, no matter what kind of offer you could be giving me a million bucks. I'm just going to hang up on you. Yeah. Well, so I guess it's also important to understand that you could also be reaching the person at the wrong time of day. Totally. Situation. And a lot of times just being in the right place at the right time. I mean, that's a lot of what real estate is. So how fast are you guys calling back? Like someone opts in on like a commissions Inc or Boomtown site or, or an online or a realtor website and you guys call back and how soon? Yeah, it's, it's an immediate callback. I know when we first started, the industry standard was five minutes and not a lot of people were hitting that. And so that was kind of like our barometer. Over time, it's much, much, much shorter than that. We actually just did, if you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash rockerbox, and that's spelled R-O-K-R-B-O-X. We recently just did a video. It's called the Time to First Call Challenge. And I actually walked around our office here and pulled up and spot checked a bunch of our accounts to show you how to actually look up that information in Boomtown. And we spot check some of our accounts to see what the time to first call is. Now, it doesn't get super micro granular into like seconds. All it records in is, is minutes. So the best round we can get there is minutes. But a lot of our accounts normally measure in zero or one or two minutes of time to first call. And then it also measures time to first text as well. So yeah, if you haven't checked out that video, go to our Facebook page. It's the time to first call challenge. We show you there step-by-step how to check your time to first call because it's the most important strategy. How often are people answering that first call? You guys got data on that? No, I don't have contact rates. You know, we do use Mojo Dollar for our, our outbound follow-up calls and stuff like that, but we're not we're not measuring the contact rate because it's just a one-off call through a bunch of different phone lines and stuff. So, and you're doing a text too. Yep. Yeah. So before or after the phone call, it actually comes after the call. We would, we'd prefer to get someone on the phone because we can get a lot more, just like you said, you're a face-to-face belly to belly kind of guy, you know, I am as well. I love zoom meetings. You know, if, if someone wants to, wants to have an appointment, I want to get on a zoom meeting. Cause I, you know, I want to see where your eyeballs are and where your attention is and is your cell phone in your hand? Are you paying attention? That type of stuff. So we're, uh, we're all about getting them on that phone because we want to get a good full-length conversation. We can get a lot more questions out of it in a much shorter period of time. So if someone comes in and phone call, I don't get them on the phone, but I'm sending mm-hmm. a text. Do you guys double call? No, not in the first day. First call attempt, and then we send a text message in the first day, and then we put them through a hustle in the next couple of weeks with 10 calls, a few more text messages, and then they go on an email drip as well. So really the name of the game is getting them on that phone and, and being able to get all the questions asked and have a good hot lead. Yeah. Uh, we do, ha- however, just um, when you were talking about that first phone call attempt, the reason why I was talking about the statistics, not having the statistics, we've, we've actually just recently rolled out a new piece of technology here in our office which actually allows us to do a live transfer on that first call. So if we get someone on the phone uh, within the first five minutes and we've identified that they're you know ready to rock and roll and they need the services of an agent, we can actually click a couple buttons and it'll call all the agents on your team simultaneously. And the first one to pick it up, will get that, that hot lead transferred over to them warm on the phone, like live on the phone. So that's just a new feature we just rolled out about a month or so ago. So pretty cool. Very cool. Any video text? 
ever. No, not video text, but I always encourage agents to get on uh, something like BombBomb or do some video texts of their own because once we've identified the opportunity is hot, again, we always position ourselves as, you know, hey, I'm, I'm Mike's assistant. It sounds like you're interested. The best resource available for you at this time would be to talk to Mike. You know, he's a pro. He can provide you some insights and make some recommendations. I'll pass you along, right? And so then now we're going to pass you along the CRM. At that point, once you start your follow-up to make that first connection, yeah, we definitely recommend investing in, in, in making some video messaging at that point because you're, you're trying to make that warm connection. Yeah. Hey, this is Mike. My assistant, Josh, just dropped a note on my desk. He informed me that you're looking for this and this for this reason. I want to get you in my calendar so we can meet face-to-face, yada, yada. So I, I'm a big believer in the video message once you've kind of vetted the lead. But as far as spamming a bunch of cold leads, video messages, we don't do that. You guys don't think that like, if you can't get a hold of someone and like three touches, don't think that they're not interested. I always go back to the basics too. Like even in my own world. So like we have people that are opt into our side, they want to schedule a demo. Then you can't, you do a demo. It looks great. And then I just can't get a hold of them. And I remember I was just, this happened just last week. And, um, I thought for sure someone's going to come on board with us. And I actually had to call him like four times, almost a point where I was being annoying, but then he's like, thank you so much. I didn't know that, you know, so don't overthink it. Like you're being annoying, but don't be annoying. Mm-hmm. Right. Like provide value first. So I always have like, Hey, I wanted to give you this. So I wanted to reach out. Hey, I wanted to make sure you saw this, mm-hmm. whether it's a webinar or a ebook or I don't know, whatever it is, but it's no different in any, any business. Yeah. You always want to be coming from a position of contribution. You know, it's not where, where are you at or calling to see how you feel, but like what value can you provide? It's very interesting. Every year I dig through the national association of realtors study on home buyers and all their behaviors. And we update some of our slides on, you know, again, everybody's going to the internet search for homes and yada, yada, yada. But one of the thoughts that I, I dug a little bit deeper on this year is like, if everybody's going online to search for homes, then like what value do, are they really still seeing in a, in a real estate agent? Because we're becoming this sort of instant gratification, self-serving, you know, instant gratification world, information overload world. And of course, everybody knows all the information to homes is available for free online. So I dug a little bit deeper in the, the study here. And NAR actually asked in the home buying real estate professionals study, they asked, what were the benefits provided by a real estate agent during the home process? Because I, th- I thought this would be interesting. You know, where's the future headed if everybody's just going online and getting all their information there? was that the top reasons of the value that they saw in a real estate agent, whereas they helped the buyer understand the process. They pointed out unnoticed features and faults within the property. They negotiated a better sales contract. They provided a better list of service providers. Yep. Right. And you know, it was on the bottom of that list. You know what they didn't really care about or didn't really see much value in when provided by a real estate agent. What broker narrowing the buyer's search or expanding the buyer's search. Wow, that's interesting. The aha that I got from that is that people are going to the internet to self-serve themselves, their own information. They don't need you to help them expand their search and limit their search. Like people can get the information they want to on the internet. However, it is your job to intercept them in that search and to convey to them the value that you have to offer, which is that you can help them through the process You can help them point out unnoticed features. You can negotiate a better sales contract and you can provide a really great list of service providers. That's what's going to keep the real estate agent from being extinct. I have this debate with some of my partners once in a while, and I don't believe that we're in a, I don't believe real estate people are salespeople anymore. I've been saying this for seven years. I think we're just facilitators and Mm -hmm. we're consultants. And yeah, you're right. But folks, if you heard what he just said, what that tells you is everything about positioning, uh, which is extremely important. 
if you position yourself as a salesperson, like if you sell houses, it's hard to script that you're a facilitator. If you view yourself as a facilitator, it's easy to adapt to that script and offer a value add. It's really like you're an, you're an educator, like your, your job, our job is no different than what a stockbroker does for people who want to invest money. I think it's the exact same thing. So that alone tells you how to script. I've always educate. I always focus on education. That's how I always built that rapport with people by pointing out things that most didn't know, yeah. like closing costs, like what the transfer stamps are. And I would purposely ask them a question online or on phone. When anytime I had them, I'd be like, yeah, has anyone told you what the transfer stamps are yet? They're like, nope. So I know no one did. And I'd be like, you don't know about transfer stamps? And you're going to go buy a house? Wow. And then they're like, no, tell me. Okay, great. Right? Yeah. So questions and all that, like if you ask the right questions, you could set yourself up as an authority all day. I love it, man. Um, do you have any other additional things that you want to add in that you want to cover? And if man, not, I would- we'll go ahead and let you uh, have the floor here at the very end. I was just going to add on to what you'd said there, but uh, you know, brilliance is demonstrated not by what you say, but the thought provoking questions that you ask. That's a really good point there. You know, again, when you're following up with leads, when you're trying to demonstrate your value to a home buyer, a home seller, it's, it's not, it's not your website that has pictures of homes and your e-alerts that you're seeing them. It's your ability to make them think about the things they need to think about and be there to help them solve those problems. Yep. Totally, dude. You know, at the end of any of our shows, right about that half hour mark, uh, Josh, we want to go ahead and give you the floor. If any of uh, our listeners want to know more about you and your company, please tell everyone how they can reach you. Sure, man. You can always reach me personally. My personal email is josh at rockerbox.com. And we spell rockerbox a little strange. It's R-O-K-R-B-O-X.com. Yeah, shoot me an email. I'd love to schedule a consult. We can always jump on a Zoom meeting, which I love to do. And uh, also do a screen share, jump into your uh, CRM. I'd give you a quick diagnosis of your account. And uh, maybe if it all happens, you, you get one extra idea that helps you close an extra deal or two this month. That would uh, totally be worth our time. So anyway, I come to the come to the community to serve. Uh, that's how I got to where I'm at in life was by learning and sharing with others. So always happy to contribute and happy to share. Um, we call our conversion secret secrets, but there really is no secret to it other than it requires a, a little bit of good old fashioned work. And we have real life humans here to do it. So well, all uh, you guys are doing, I like that it's authentic and I like it's old school. It's really yeah. not just good old relationship building skills. And folks, that's something that we should never, ever forget, regardless of what side of the business you're on. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. You guys know where to find me. Show me some love. Leave me some reviews on iTunes. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to see our videos, you want to take our courses, go to my site. It's a whole freaking training course. There's a bunch of them on there. If you can't get educated on that, then feel free to contact me for a demo, and I'll be happy to walk you through how we do all of your content creation for you. All you got to do is show up and shoot. We do the rest. We make you look cool on video. RealEstateMarketingDude.com is our website, RealEstateMarketingDude.com. Folks, thank you for tuning in again. We appreciate your time. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back next week for another one. See you guys later. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.